Look, we all got different needs, wants, and goals in life. As doctors, locum tenens definitely needs to be a part of that conversation. But you might wonder, how do I find out if locums is good for me? Here's my answer. Go to an unbiased, informative source like locumstory.com. You'll learn all the ins and outs of locums, details on travel and housing, how to find different jobs, tax information, and more. Get a comprehensive view of locums and decide if it's right for you at locumstory.com. Link is in the show notes. The other thing that we use, timesheets.com, for me to keep track of my timesheets and to create something that I can print out and give to the hospital and say, boom, F you pay me. Business bad? F you pay me. Oh, you had a fire? F you pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? F you pay me, right? <laughs> Here's my timesheet. F you pay me. You didn't like that? I don't know if people understand how many times a day you actually use that phrase. Oh. Here's my timesheet. F you pay me. All right, y'all, we are back. What's good? I'm Dr. Nee. Dr. Renee. Hey, hey. Hey, so we're back again talking about locums. Listen, we are answering a question that we got from two ER docs. Yo, these are two ER docs that are in a ton of debt. They have a hard time balancing their career as well as lifestyle, and they're looking to have more control. Yes. So they sent, they sent a question to us, a long question, where they wanted to know what it's like to consider locums which is basically independent contracting with a hospital or a mm-hmm. clinic, what it's like to consider that as an individual, and then what it's like to actually create an agency on yeah. their own where they're going to have a whole bunch of ER docs work under their company and then be contracted out to different hospitals. What's that process like? And we know a little bit about that. <laughs> so the reason they asked us is literally for several years, we were running an OB department as a locums company, as a locums agency, <laughs> right. where we were submitting, where we were contracting with OB doctors. Mm-hmm. We sent them to hospital, to this hospital, and we set up the schedule. Um, we did all the negotiation of the rates with mm-hmm. the hospital and the docs. We paid them. We did the 1099s. Yep. We did the timesheets. We did all of those different things. And um, we made it work. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. You know, but the way how I, I, I like to think about this, it's very similar to the previous episode, which is I think once you get to creating a locum tenants agency, that's like locums, like Ph.D. course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The majority of people are not going to want to get to that point. Right. And that's fine. It doesn't mean that we're not going to cover that. But let's kind of still build the case about locums and yeah. why someone would want to go into locums. So the first episode we did was you know, why you want to leave your job and why you may want to consider locums. Mm-hmm. The second episode is basically. What's that process like of, you know, finding out about locums? Where can you get information from? Going to locumstory.com, talking to recruiters and so forth, and then how assignments work and getting Mm -hmm. travel. Now we're going to talk about, like, why did we decide to not only do locums and work as independent contractors, but specifically, like, why did we form our business structure? Right. Right. So check out, guys, If this again, this is the third part of the series. Make sure you check out. Uh, episode 381. Oh, yeah, you track all those So episode 381, which is part one, and then 383, which is part two. Yeah. So that, in essence, is, or now we're basically at the point where we're like, okay, we probably should consider forming some type of business structure. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is, is when you're doing locums, as an independent contractor, you're getting paid, you know, for example, I was getting paid as Darko my social security number and all those different things. And I get paid. 
And that is, in its most basic sense, is what you consider someone to be a sole proprietor. Right. Everything from the profits of what you work gets put into like your personal taxes and all of that stuff. Yeah. It's very simple to handle that. There's no more paperwork you need to f- fill out. There's not much work, additional work you need to do on your taxes. You can still probably just use TurboTax mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. That's the best part. That's the great part. But the problem is, and that was the major issue for me, is when you're a sole proprietor, you get all the profits, but also there's no separation between what you do from a business standpoint and what happens to you personally. Right. So my biggest fear is that if someone wants to sue me, right, for what I do from a locum standpoint, not only do they have access to sue me, you know, from a from a medical malpractice standpoint, mm-hmm. they might be able to get towards my personal funds. Mm-hmm. And as a sole proprietor, there's no difference. Yeah. And they can get access to that. You're liable for all of that. Yeah. So that's when I started doing more research and saying, you know what? Maybe we should form some type of legal entity so that what we do professionally just keeps us at arm's length, stays professional, (laughs) and you really can't touch our piggy bank, which has like 50 cents in it. (laughs) At that time. I need that money. (laughs) So we did something that's called or I did the research on something called being a limited liability corporation or LLC. Yeah. So an LLC is not like a tax thing. It's just a actual protection like state you know, uh, thing that you fill out. And that basically creates like an entity, a business entity. Mm -hmm. So we created a business called Equal Access Health, LLC. Right. And that means when we were working with a locums company, I'd had to tell them, listen, don't pay me, need Darko. Mm -hmm. I want you to pay Equal Access Health and then Equal Access Health will figure out a way to pay me and pay Renee and so forth. Yeah. So that's why we did that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time because we had been doing locums for quite some time before we ever thought about creating Equal Access Health. And I remember the first time I was working with a locums agency to um, I think this is at the point at which we had moved to Pennsylvania and the first time that I had ever introduced to this locum tenens agency to pay me as EAH, because I had worked with them before, they were like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, you need to pay Equal Access Health. Do not pay Renee Volney Darko. Yeah. Don't pay me. Hey, but well, hold on. Before you go into that next point, though, we got to pay the bills. Oh, we'll be right back. All right. We're back. Yeah, so I was just talking about the locum tenens agency switching from paying me as, you know, myself, my individual Renee Darko, instead paying me as EAH. And the difference being that instead of using my social security number, they would now start using the EIN number or the social security number of the business. The business, right. Yeah, so the way some of you guys may be saying, like, what's all this talk and Look, I'll be very honest with you. What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? I'll be very honest with you. We just use LegalZoom. We went to LegalZoom.com. And, uh, oh, uh, side note, you know who created LegalZoom? Who? Robert Shapiro. Oh, for real? Yo, yo, from the whole. I don't think I knew that. From the whole OJ Simpson thing, like, there's been an entire, like, so much money and franchises that have broken off from the OJ Simpson, from the Kardashians. Yeah. To legal zoom, that's um, yeah. and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other things that have occurred like that afterwards. Like obviously, you know what happened. Uh, what happened specifically is grisly, and it's we're not condoning that or anything like that. But like that's everybody else, crazy. the amount of money and things, it's crazy. But anyway, 
So LegalZoom makes it very easy. You call LegalZoom or you go online. They ask you a whole bunch of questions about where you want to incorporate and all these different things. Long story short, in six weeks, once you fill out the things, you have the name of your business. There's some papers that you have to create that they create for you to make things legal. But the other thing that is very important is is that EIN number or the right. employee or employer identification number. Right. Basically, it's a social social security number for your business. Mm-hmm. We got that bad boy. And then from there, you know, we kind of were a business. Yeah. You your know? business is doing business. Right. With the hospital, with the agency, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So the next step after that real quick was we went to a bank. And we said, hey, we want to open up a business bank account mm-hmm. for our business. And they're Important. like, and they were like, uh, okay, you got the name? Check. You got the EIN number? Check. You got the operating documents? I was like, yeah, yo, here it is. Boom. <laughs> you know? And then they gave us a debit card. They gave us checks. We had to log in and all that stuff. And that's the bank account that we told the locums company to do our direct deposit to. Right. Or if they just sent us a check, you know? That's yeah. what they would do. So real quick, the do you remember the first contract that I negotiated, not as Nidarko, but as Equal Access Health? And when oh, I got that check, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really problem. I'll see if I can find that picture. But when yeah, we yeah. finally became an LLC, I think at that point. Did you point, put your big boy pants on? Yeah. I decided that, you know what, maybe I want to stop working with a locums agency. Yeah. And maybe we should start considering doing it ourselves like becoming this is like the baby steps of becoming a locums agency right and i actually contacted a hospital i found a hospital that had a need for a trauma surgeon Mm -hmm. and i said hey listen i'm not looking for a permanent job and at this point you need someone how about i work there giving you guys x y and z amount of time and they said okay so we started chatting we did an interview we did negotiations you know we did some work with a contract and I started working there. Yep. Now, the one thing that's a little bit different about this situation is, is when you're working directly with a hospital, like you, in essence, are your own locums agency. Yeah. You're your own locums company. Yeah. So you have to flip the bill a little bit earlier than how it was before. So when you're with a locums company, right, they will pay for your flight. They will pay for right. your hotel. Well, when you are doing everything yourself, like you have to put your credit card down to pay right. for a hotel. You have to get a rental car if you need it with your own credit card. Yep. You know, all of these different things you have to pay for first. Then at the end, when you mm-hmm. finish your assignment, you submit a timesheet as well as your receipts. And then the hospital pays back everything. And then yeah. you pay back all the different credit card companies and say, hey, don't come after me. Let me alone <laughs> before you miss your before you miss your payment. But that's that's kind of how it works and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the specific questions that they asked was, well, what are the tools that you kind of used when you became a locums? And very quickly, you know, I used LegalZoom, which took about six weeks to get yeah. all, to get all of the, the paperwork done with incorporating and everything. Um, we got a bank account with a bank name on it. Mm-hmm. We got an EIN number, right? Then um, remember we decided to get legal uh, to get a, le- a letterhead, right? Like oh, we created yeah. a company. It's like we might as well create like some a type letterhead. of letterhead or have some type of logo. You need a logo, right? That's no, what we thought. you so, don't. So let me just tell you, <laughs> like first of all, we used uh, ninety nine designs, which yeah. I don't think actually is in. Yeah, ninety nine designs doesn't exist. Doesn't anymore. exist anymore. No. I think they got bought out by something else. But anyway. And so we're sitting there thinking, we need a logo. First of all, we did not need a logo. We didn't need any of that stuff. 
Um, because we weren't, it, it wasn't like we were, you know, a company that was going to be advertising right. and doing all of that. So if you're thinking, you know, you need to, you want to start an LLC f- to be a locums, you know, company yourself, you do not need a logo. <laughs> that logo did not go to use we for were, a we, long time. We were feeling ourselves. Yeah. But I tell you where the logo came in. Mm-hmm. The logo came in and this was another sense of pride for me. The logo came in when, remember when I just described what it was like to have, to work, um, to negotiate my first contract as Equal Access Health. Right. When I walked into that hospital, I had a white coat that had the logo of my company yes, on there. Yes, that's true. That is one of the more um, liberating experiences yeah. I ever had, right? Because most people, when you were at a hospital, if you're a patient, or if you just happen to be a passerby, you just see everybody either has scrubs that have the logo of that hospital mm-hmm. or has a white coat that has the logo, logo of, of that hospital. hospital. But now you see this guy who's coming in, has his name on it, has a different logo on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like you're it's kind of like almost having like your own private practice. Right. Because mm-hmm. private it, practice docs yeah. come in and they have their own white coats. They don't necessarily wear yeah. the white coat of the with the hospital's logo. So it's really like having this kind of I don't even want to say pseudo because it really is your own private practice. Yeah. But how about this? Let's take a quick break and I'm gonna let you know how I feel about that a little bit more. Hold up. Before we continue to all my day ones and you know each and every one of you who you are. Thank you for rolling with the show from Jump. And to the new listeners, welcome. What's good? Where y'all been? I want y'all to stay a while. All right. So look, I'm trying to build a community here and I need your help. So with whatever app you're listening to this show right now, I want you to click the subscribe button. Then I want you to go over to Apple Podcasts and I want you to rate and review the show. And you may be asking, how does this help? The way how it helps is by helping the show to grow and rise up in the rankings so that it's easier for new people to discover the show. Now, what's in it for you is at least once a week, I'm going to be going through these reviews. I'm going to pick a lucky reviewer and I'm going to give that person an opportunity to have a 15 minute session with me where we could talk about anything from personal finance, getting your money right to just shooting the you know what about the show. So listen, remember, all I need you to do is subscribe and then rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Let's get on with the episode. Peace. All right, we are back. So I think low key for me looking back, that was probably one of the beginnings of me kind of just feeling like, like I'm really on my own. I'm Mm -hmm. doing this on my own. I'm kind of grabbing back control of my career in terms of the trajectory, how I work, because now it's just me. Right. Right. Now it's just me. And just so y'all know, medical malpractice in that situation where I was doing it on my own, that medical malpractice was covered by the hospital. Yeah. And I had an occurrence based type of uh, malpractice coverage. We can Mm -hmm. get into that later on. But the key thing is I had an occurrence based uh, medical malpractice. I didn't have to worry about tail insurance or anything like that. Yeah. But I just felt like I was feeling myself, yo. Yeah. I had a real nice white coat, but that was me. I represented myself. I represented my dreams. Like all of the things with autonomy was what I wanted. And that started with me having a logo. Yeah. But for you guys listening, you don't need to get a <laughs> you logo. You don't need a logo. You don't need a logo. What's changed in healthcare? The opportunities, 
the lifestyle, and you. Now's the perfect time to explore Locum Tenens and see how it might fit into your career story. Trust me, this is not a one-size-fits-all solution for everyone, and the variety of opportunities might surprise you. I recommend starting your research at locumstory.com, an unbiased educational resource about locum tenants. You're going to find stories of locum physicians from all walks of life, so you get a bigger picture of the diverse options. The Locum Story website also has a tool that lets you explore locum's pay and demand for your specialty and even compare to different locum tenants agencies. There's even a simple quiz to see if locums is a right fit for you. Locums could be an essential part of your career that adapts to your needs. Do your own research at locumstory.com. It's easy. Link is in the show notes. And Look at everybody going to be like... Man, I'm going to give me a logo. <laughs> <laughs> and 99 Designs don't exist anymore. <laughs> so you um, got to find some of the, something right. else. 89 Designs, I don't know. But if, you, if you're looking for a logo, a logo doesn't cost that much. We spent $279 or yeah. something like that. for yeah. That was when 99... I don't know who owns 99. We got to look that up. So, But basically, what 99 Designs does, you spend $279 and online they ask you a whole bunch of different questions they you know show you a whole bunch of different designs and through these questions they're trying to figure out what you like and what you don't like and what your style is like and then what they do is they put you into they put your request into a competition with artists from all over the world and over the next seven days they compete to get your business Mm -hmm. which is your 200 bucks or your 250 bucks and every day like through minutes, every minutes and hours and throughout the day, they're just sending you different versions mm-hmm. of logos. And yeah. then you keep correcting. Hey, I like what you're doing, but, you know, change take this, this out, change yeah. this color, go this. And by the end of the seven days, you need to be able to make a decision. And when you make a decision, whoever wins as to who you're going to go with, they get that money right. and go from there. Right. There's there's multiple ways that you can do it now, but mm-hmm. that's what we decided to do. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that was um, that was a pretty simple process but again you you don't absolutely need a logo in order to start an LLC and don't let that be don't let that be a deterring yeah. factor right because i think for doctors you know a lot of this business stuff can kind of go over people's heads and you can feel like this is you know this is much more than i'm comfortable yeah. doing don't allow that to deter you um, and realize that the benefit of starting the LLC is that you're going to be at arm's length, you know, from from your, you yeah. know, from the liability of what you're doing as a locum tenant. Basically, if I don't understand it, I could pay someone to do it. And it's like, uh, you got to be careful of that, guys. Right. You got to remember the way how I like to describe it is you got to remember once you went into medical school and really once you graduated and became a resident, there's a target on your money. And your money and that and the people who are looking at your money can either be depending on who it is, could be financial advisors, it could Mm -hmm. be insurance salesmen, it could sometimes even be family. Yep. You know, (laughs) so you got to do as much as you can to realize that you're not just a piggy bank for all of these different people. Yeah. So I agree with what you're saying. It's not just, well, I don't understand it. I'll just pay someone. You got to do the work for it. Yeah. um, the other thing that we use, we use timesheets.com, which is a very simple quick online free website to keep track of your time yeah. right so you know if you say you worked from 7 a.m to 7 p.m and you did that for seven days in a row um or you did overtime basically timesheets.com 
I think made it very easy and quick for me to keep track of my timesheets and to create something that I could print out and give to the hospital and say, boom, this is what I worked. F you pay me. Business bad, F you pay me. Oh, you had a fire? F you pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? F you pay me. Right? Remember from Goodfellas? <laughs> F you pay me, right? Here's my timesheet. F you pay me, right? <laughs> right? They make it really easy. But nowadays, like you got QuickBooks. QuickBooks has a way to keep track of time. <laughs> you didn't like that? Uh, Here's my timesheet. F you pay me, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if people understand how many times a day you actually use that phrase, but okay. It's true, man. It's from Goodfellas. Go watch Goodfellas. <laughs> so we use that to keep track of our time. And then the other thing too. Remember we talked about if you're using your own car because that's what I was right, using. Right. If you're using your own car, you want to keep track of mileage. That's hard though. Sometimes it is. Right. Yeah. So I use something called Mile IQ. Mile IQ, basically, <laughs> this is a, a stalker's dream, but Mile IQ, <laughs> it goes on your phone. It's an app that goes on your phone and it tracks everywhere you go. It tracks when the car stops and when the car you know, starts, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But basically, by the end of the day, it knows how many stops you've made. And then on the app, it gives you a graphical interface where you could swipe left or swipe right. It's like Tinder for business expenses, right? And it knows, well, if you drove to <laughs> Office Depot... You don't look good. If you drove to Office Depot, was that a personal trip or was that a business trip? And you just swipe left for personal and right for business. So if you took a long trip to get to your locums, it will say, okay, this long trip that you did, do you want to make that a business trip or do you want to make that a personal trip? Mm -hmm. Those -hmm. are the things that we did and stuff. And it was very simple. Like I said, this is like the baby steps of us becoming an agency. The next episodes, we'll talk about that. But that's, in essence... A re- the reason why we said, okay, not only are we doing locums, mm-hmm. but now we're going to set up a business structure that separates, you know, what we do in the hospital from our personal expenses. Right. That was huge for us. And then that was some of the steps that we took to kind of protect ourselves. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you right now, like, besides the white coat, the biggest thing that I really also liked was just... The whole notion of when I'm available versus not available. Yeah. Like if a hospital just out of the blue just says, hey, you know, we know that you're working here for three weeks. Can you do like an additional two more days? It's just like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. And that's it. Like there's no hard feeling or at least. It's like I'm not available. Or, you know, just in general, we need an emergency right now. Can you come? Right. No. Yeah. Or yes. Or yes, right. That, I mean, that's feeling great. One of the things we should say also is if you're going to contract directly with a hospital, you should definitely get someone to look over the contract or yeah. create the contract for you. An attorney, um, you know, you, you do need somebody to create something for you. Um, we, we were of the mindset that we did not want to get the hospital to give us a contract Mm -hmm. Um, because as an independent contractor, I mean, if you think about it, right, like anybody that you hire, right, let's say you hire a event planner, right? If you hired an event planner for for an event that you're going to do, you don't give the event planner a contract, right? They give you a proposal and a contract. So, you know, there are times when you try to contract directly with the hospital and the hospital will say, okay, here's our contract. And it's like, no, no, no. We will give you our contract. And so it's going to be really important, you know, for whatever you choose, whether you choose to take the hospital's contract, which I don't recommend personally, 
or you choose to give the hospital a contract, have somebody look over and or draft that contract for you. It's it's well worth the investment, guys, yeah. to have like your own contract. Even if you decide that, you know what, I'm going to take the first contract that's given to me with a hospital. You get it redlined and you get it evaluated by a hospital or by a lawyer and then you give it back to the hospital and you guys agree with that, right? Right. Even if you do that, and then let's say you want to work with another hospital, you take that other contract and then you just kind of change things up and really make it your own. Mm-hmm. So you can do that also. Because right. I think that's a hold up. People are like, I don't even know where to start with right. the contract. Right. It's like, well, you could do that. You yes. can start with one really quickly, make sure you get what you want. And then the next one, you just kind of modify it significantly so mm-hmm. that you get exactly what you want from yeah. that standpoint. Keep tweaking it. Yeah. That's what we've done. <laughs> what, what are we giving people at the end? What, 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 what are we giving people at the end? Uh, let's see. What, what should I give people at the end? I think um, let's give everybody a little one pager on how to start an LLC. Yeah, that's right. Important. As a locums, um, I think that that'll be something that we that you guys will have um, as a benefit to you, so that you can just understand the steps are really easy, especially if you use something like Legal Zoom. Um, that basically um, all you need to do is go on and fill out some information and pay, you know, a quick fee. But that's what we'll do. The link will be in the show notes. You give us your information and we will send you a quick one pager on starting an LLC as a locum tenens. All right, y'all. Listen, for everyone who is listening and this is going over your head, text us. If you have any further questions, let us know what's going on. I know what it's like, particularly if you're in a situation and you don't really understand all this stuff and you're like, it just keeps going over my head. Text us with some questions. As you can see, the two ER docs, they let us know what the questions they had. And they had some specific questions. They had 13 bullet points. Ladies. (laughs) Ladies. We going through, talk about type A plus, right? (laughs) We going through all of those things right now. But this, <laughs> these are things that, listen, we know what it's like to be a resident. We remember what it's like to be a young attendant. We remember what it's like to be frustrated with being employed. Mm-hmm. We here for you. We just like y'all. You know, we've been through all of this situations. So let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you need anything clarified. And, you know, we'll keep it funky. Funky. Everybody clap your hands. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but we'll keep it funky, yo. Because that's what we do on Docs Outside the Box, we yo. We keep it funky, funky, can... <laughs> funky, funky, funky. To the left. Bring it back now, y'all. R.I.P. Yeah, he passed away. That was... R.I.P. Alfred. Make sure you put that in there, please. Yeah, DJ please. Casper. All right, y'all. We're going to catch you guys on the next episode. Deuces. Mile IQ, basically, <laughs> this is a, a stalker's dream, but Mile IQ. Help me, Alfred. I'll blink twice if I need help.